This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. I am so glad you're here. Seriously, I am endlessly grateful for every single listener who pops on and gives each episode a listen. Please, please, I'm going to go ahead and and make a a plea right now. If you love this podcast of mine, my, my little labor of love, I would love it if you would make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it. That really would start my day off really strong. And plus it would make your day probably 10 times better. Just helping me out a little bit because that is one way that a small business can help grow a little tiny podcast like this into something that can be a little bit more far reaching. So I really appreciate you all for doing that. But today we're going to talk about how, how and why you don't need to drop weight for your next race or event. Now I do want to go ahead and start this episode off by saying, Hey, I know I'm talking about dropping weight, you know, but please know that there is a difference between dropping weight and dropping fat. So weight loss and fat loss, two separate things. And they are actually not usually the same thing. Just because you're losing fat on your body doesn't always mean that you're losing weight. And I think that this is a whole other thing that I really want to drive home. And I'm going to go ahead and link one of my OG episodes that I recorded uh gosh, the beginning of this podcast, honestly. So a couple of years ago, and it's called uh, Fuck the Scale. And apologize that for that. I'm going to have to go ahead and flag this in this episode as being um, vulgar, whatever the word is. Not vulgar. I hate that word too. But, uh, you know, it's just a little bit explicit. That's the word. But here's the thing. In that episode, I do talk about this very idea of weight loss versus fat loss and how those are two different things because I have seen it with myself as well as literally dozens, dozens, if not hundreds of clients over the years that I've worked with who have experienced fat loss, but they have not necessarily always experienced weight loss. This is why measurements and photos are so important as well as, as thinking about and, and really acknowledging how your clothes feel. So for the sake of the title of this episode, I am talking about weight loss, but only because This is a common thing that I have for folks who are seeking nutrition advice and guidance and coaching and things like that. So let's talk about a little bit more here. You know, maybe you've thought this before, but do you ever think, quote unquote, you know, hey, I need to, I need to drop five pounds before my next race or event. Then I'll feel really good. Then I'm going to feel ready. Then I'm going to feel, you know, like I'm a cyclist, like I'm a racer. I know for me as a nutrition coach, I hear that statement all the damn time. And it's particularly popular in the handful of weeks, we're talking like four or five weeks, maybe even six weeks before the actual race or event. Hell, I've even had folks come to me three months before a race or event. Hey, Jen, I really want to get ready for this race or event. I love you all. And I'm so glad you reach out to me for that guidance and journey. But... Oftentimes I have to be very realistic. Well, not oftentimes, all the time. I'm very realistic with these individuals on the phone when we're doing our initial chat. And I I say, hey, you know, I'm just going to let you know, I'm not a magician. I cannot perform magic in two to three months. And it's just not realistic. 
You know, if you want to prepare for a race that's in August of this year, for example, great. You should have been, it's ideal. I I don't want to should all over myself, but it would have been more ideal if you started the previous August or even December, you know, the, of the, the month, the, the month of December prior to August, if that makes sense. So December the year before, that's going to be more ideal. And I think I want to go ahead and start this episode off by saying that we all too often put our expectations really high and very, very demanding. They're very demanding for a short duration of time when ideally you really should be looking at a longer duration of time to be a little bit more mindful about things. Like I have one client that I'm working with right now and oh man, he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, I know I'm going to be releasing, you know, this series. I don't want to share it because I don't have very many clients, you know, uh, racing in this particular series. And it's a pretty limited series <laughs> for an, an enduro race. But he he's like, Hey, I'm racing in this series in, in, you know, 2023, early 2023. So he's already started that. Um, but my goal is a year from now, that's when I want to crush it, Jen. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, that's what we're talking about. Like, that's what I can ideally give you a good solid ramp up for, you know, but as humans, sometimes we just, it's very hard for us to look ahead that long, but I do want to give that client a high five. I'm not going to name you, but high five if you're listening, cause you know who you are. Um, but that is the way to really approach things. But all too often, I know as a nutrition coach and health coach, I hear that statement of, hey, I need to drop five pounds before that next race or event. And, you know, athletes and racers in particular think that they can improve performance by dropping just a few pounds before uh, before the event because then they'll increase their power to weight ratio and maybe their FTP will increase. And yeah, they're just going to be leaner and meaner and, you know, fighting machines, right? But they also think that they can lose, they can both lose the weight and then also maintain their current state of higher performance right before a race. But here's the thing. I'm going to break it down to you mathematically, all right? Just scientifically, mathematically. That way, it's not just my opinion. This is just kind of a matter of fact scenario, all right? In order to lose five pounds, for example, and I'm only using it as an example because that's the most common example I get with my clients, all right? then you need to to have about a 16,000 calorie deficit. And just to give you the math behind that, that's because a pound of fat is about 3,200 calories needed as a deficit in order to, to, you know, kind of quote unquote burn it off, right? And 3,200 calories times five pounds equals 16,000 calories, all right? That just makes me sad to think about, right? But to lose five pounds in about four to five weeks, that's going to be about... 450-ish to 600 calories of, in a deficit per day, per day. Now imagine that kind of calorie deficit while also training for a race or an event in that same time frame. You know, sure, you can, you can probably squeak by your regular training, you know, in the off season with that type of deficit, you know, with a 400 to 600 calorie deficit, but it's not ideal to be in that kind of deficit before a race or a major event. You know, and the reason is because your volume, like the volume and intensity of your training is likely much, much higher in the weeks leading up to your race as compared to your off season. And it should be, you know, for good reason, because you are training for a race or an event. Now, with more intense training and a and a greater volume of, of training overall, that comes the importance 
of recovery. So recovery is even more important because you're tearing down your muscles. You're, you're really exhausting your system. You're, you're using up some energy stores. You're taxing your body in a, in a positive way, but still it is a stressor on your body. And because of that increased stress and stressors, you really need to optimize your recovery as best as possible. And you need to be able to recover effectively in order to prevent overtraining or, or towing your start line with the energy and vigor to race effectively and competitively, you know, like you need that recovery and with a reduced calorie intake, your recovery will be jeopardized. That's just going to be a matter of fact here, you know, and this is because your sleep might be impacted. I know for me personally, I can speak to that. My sleep is the first thing to go South when I am in a uh, calorie deficit doing some sort of cut, right? And, you know, your sleep might be impacted, your energy might feel lower, you may, um, you may be prone to more illness, you may lose your luster to train, you see, you're going to lose motivation, you're just going to lose the will to train, honestly. Um, you might not be ex- excited about training or even biking, you know, things, excuse me, things that once brought you joy could just, you know, you know, might not be looking forward to it as much as, as you usually are. Plus you may increase your risk of injury on top of everything. All right. And that's just with the reduced calorie intake. And to me, that doesn't sound ideal. You know, does it, does it sound ideal to you? To me, that doesn't sound ideal in the least. All right. And in fact, I do want to point out that there was a study done in 2022. So just last year that showed that a 500 calorie deficit daily impacted recovery. And I'll link that in the show notes. Um, the PMID, that way you can look it up and, and see for yourself. And it's just just not me blowing smoke up your butt. Um, but when we train hard, we also want to optimize our recovery and recover harder. All right. That's something that all too often is just forgotten. <laughs> so even if you manage to lose the five pounds that you, that you, were, you were seeking to release from your body, right? Now your stress hormones, especially cortisol, you know, that's sky high acute and systemic inflammation is even higher than necessary in your body because stress hormones are higher and all this other crap, right? Sleep is absolute shit. Probably your recovery is slower and you're likely, you've likely felt like hell in the last few weeks of your training or rides. You know, you've felt like maybe your legs are just like heavy. And this is of course, not including if you are a menstruating individual and maybe it is around that time of the month because everyone's different but generally speaking, in the days leading up to your period, you know, for most of us, energy can feel a little depleted and into the first couple of days of your, of your cycle. So just a heads up, you know, it's not including that because that could be on top of everything else. And, and also, you know what? I didn't even have this in my notes. Shame on me, but I'm going to go ahead and share it now. Not to mention that your menstrual cycle might be impacted with a caloric deficit. You know, if you're really under eating and you're under eating aggressively, that can also impact your menstrual cycle if you are a menstruating individual. So it is something to consider and really keep in mind. All right. And like I said earlier, you know, so your, your rides and your training might feel like hell the last few weeks of your, of your training right up to the event or, or the race, if you are in a caloric deficit then you might even be losing interest in your writing or training altogether. I can't emphasize that enough because that is not how you want to feel going into an event or a race. And I mean, 
it's just not ideal. It's not an ideal mindset or physical place to be in. All right. Instead, instead of, of aiming for an aggressive caloric deficit, think about losing any excess body fat in the off season when the intensity and volume of your training is lower and you have more of a chance to recover while also eating a little bit less food. All right. Now, the cool part with doing that in the off season is that you'll be able to relax a little more and not have to make such a severe caloric deficit, right? Instead, you could probably make a deficit by do, by doing like, hell, I've even had clients like shed some stuff on 100 to 200 calories a, a day deficit. And to me, that's like a snack. Like you're basically just taking away a snack, all right? Depending on the person's <laughs> snacking history, all right? But you can make a deficit by about 200 to 300 calories a day sometimes and see results over a three to six month period much more easily and without losing your mind compared to cramming in a severe caloric deficit of, you know, like I mentioned earlier, 400 to 600 calories a day in four weeks, all right? Plus, you're just not going to feel depleted, all right? And to, and to me, I want you to just pause and ask, hey, which sounds better? Which sounds better to you? something that's barely noticeable and hardly impacts your training, so it's a slight caloric deficit every day, or something that makes you feel like you're white-knuckling the process to get some fat loss, all right? Really think about that question because that, in essence, is the question that you should always ask yourself when it comes to cycling through your your annual plan for your, your training and your nutrition, you know, and for me as a coach, I personally want to normalize fat loss in the off season. During your actual bike season, however, that's the time to focus on performance and fueling yourself effectively instead of doing something extreme. You know, keep in mind that you may require more calories to optimize recovery during the bike season, and that is okay. I want you to fuel yourself effectively, all right? And I'll link some some previous episodes I've done on how to fuel yourself effectively in the show notes. So check those out, but you know, fuel your performance during the season, maybe aiming for a much, much smaller deficit of again, hundred to 200 calories. If you are seeking fat loss during the bike season, then great aim for just a smaller deficit, you know, take a snack away or something like that, or maybe eat a little bit less while you're on the bike. But again, hundred to 200 calories a day, if you're aiming for a little bit of fat loss, but make sure it doesn't impact your performance and recovery. That's going to be key. And of course, that's going to be a topic for another episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, I think it'll be in the next next episode or the one after that. I can't remember it. I'd have to look at my calendar, which I don't have up right now. But, you know, that is a point of reflection that's very important for when that comes into play. But seriously, Try a smaller deficit of 100 to 200 calories if you're aiming for fat loss during the biking season, but try to abandon anything anything that's extreme, especially in the weeks leading up to a race or event. Please, that is not the time. And it's really not going to make you give you that much of an impact in terms of your, you know, overall power output or your, you know, weight to power ratio, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's just not, and I'm not trying to make fun of those metrics by any means, but I'm just saying those shouldn't be the only metrics you're looking at. You should really be subjective and, and look at your own self, you know, like how's your sleep? How's everything feeling? Do you feel the, the need and desire to actually train? And that's really important. All right. Again, that's going to be another episode, but I did want to take time to say, you don't have to lose weight or lose fat before your next event or race. You save that for off season when you when you can really focus in on it and try not to be extreme with your fat loss efforts right before a race or an event, okay? 
And if you need some guidance with all of this, hey, I'm, reach out to me. Apply to work with me. I have a link in the show notes. I'm always here to help you you know, manage to get to a sustainable way of training that won't leave you feeling depleted and hangry and possibly hating life. If anything, I want you, I want you to enjoy life and training. And to me, that's true. That's true wellness. All right. Anyways, friends have a beautiful day today and all the hugs to you. And please, please check out those links in the show notes for the other episodes about, you know, F the scale and, and just some, some mindset approaches that you can take when it comes to fat loss and weight loss, especially surrounding, uh, an event or something that might be important to you. All right. Anyways, I will catch you next week. Bye.